Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on the latest StatsCan crop production reports. Up first in today's country comments, we'll talk about the flooding situation in Pakistan and what the Canadian Food Grains Bank is doing to help. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. In response to the flooding emergency unfolding in Pakistan, Canadian Food Grains Bank and other leading Canadian aid agencies through the Humanitarian Coalition are launching an appeal to raise funds and rush emergency assistance to people in need. Stefan Epp Koop is the Canadian Food Grains Bank Manager of Humanitarian and Nexus Programs. Over the last couple of months, uh, Pakistan has been experiencing very heavy rainfall, uh, you know, six times more in some regions than they normally experience in a year. And uh, the impact of this rain is a huge scale of destruction and devastation. So 33 million people have been impacted by the flooding so far. A third of the country is underwater. Uh, 1,400 people have died already. Uh, and what you I mean, people's livelihoods have been washed away. People's fields are underwater. Uh, you know, the huge impact in terms of, of uh, people's houses being wiped away. And uh, so you see people are now living on roadsides. They're living anywhere where there's a little bit of higher ground. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're living in, in crowded and, 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 and not, not great conditions. And, and so, you know, there's huge impact that people are experiencing. People are hungry. People are, don't have access to clean water. They don't have access to good housing. Uh, and the rains are continuing. Just talk a bit more about that food insecurity. Sure. I mean, even before the floods, there were many parts of Pakistan that were experiencing really high levels of food insecurity. There was lots of hunger in, in, in because of drought, actually. There was not enough water. People's uh, crops had failed in previous years because of the drought. Uh, people were really hopeful this year that they could uh, turn things around and, and, and have a good crop year. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the rains have, have you know, basically wiped out millions of acres of, of cropland, uh, killed hundreds of thousands of livestock that people would have depended on for their livelihoods and their food security. And, uh, yeah, as a result, you know, people, uh, people's food stores that they would have kept, you know, have been washed away with their, in, in their homes. And so, yeah, people are experiencing a really um, difficult situation now as they uh, try and find food. Uh, given the, the, the widespread nature of this flooding. Now talk a little bit about um, what the Food Grains Bank is uh, doing to help, along with the uh, Humanitarian Coalition and also the, uh, the Government of Canada helping as well. Absolutely. So Canadian Food Grains Bank is working with one of our local partners uh, to uh, deliver assistance for people uh, uh, experiencing the flood. And uh, we are focusing our efforts on making sure that people have uh, the uh, they are able to have food to, to eat and address that part of the, the need that people are experiencing. Uh, but Food Grains Bank is also part of this bigger group called the Humanitarian Coalition, uh, which responds uh, uh, in times of big crisis like this. And so made up of many highly respected agencies from uh, Canadian agencies. And so, you know, with the Humanitarian Coalition, we're currently uh, raising funds to, to try and better respond in Pakistan, not only to the food needs, but also uh, with our humanitarian coalition uh, colleagues to you know, those water needs, shelter needs, healthcare needs, and so on. And uh, the exciting news uh, this week is that the government of Canada is, is going to match donations made to the humanitarian coalition uh, up to $3 million uh, between uh, the beginning of August and now until the uh, September 28th. Uh, so Canadians can go to together.ca. 
uh, or 1-855-461-2154 to, to make a donation and, and help contribute to uh, meeting these needs in Pakistan. And if uh, people want to get involved, uh, how do they do that? Yeah, they, so the easiest way to get involved, I think, would be to go to the website together.ca, um, or you can call 1-855-461-2154. That, uh, you can get information about the, the flood and, and also the, the do- maybe be able to make a donation. Uh, also, you know, certainly uh, check out Canadian Food Grains Bank. We're sharing the information that we get from our, our partners in, in Pakistan to, uh, to you know, help, help raise awareness about uh, the, the really uh, devastating nature of this, this flood. That was Stefan Epp Coop with the Canadian Food Grains Bank talking about the situation in Pakistan. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. With rain in the forecast for the next few days, harvest may slow down this week. Manitoba Agriculture says harvest progress sits at 32% complete across the province with rapid progress over the past seven days. This puts harvest completion approximately 10 harvesting days behind the five-year average of 65% completed by this time. The fall cereals have wrapped up, while the spring wheat harvest is close to 60% done. The field pea harvest is over 90% complete, while canola is at 11%. Very early soybean harvest is just getting underway. And Manitoba's major potato harvest is getting underway this week. Vikram Bisht is with Manitoba Agriculture. The harvest has started, putting the uh, product into the storage now. Some did start uh, last week and earlier, especially the fresh market and... uh, uh, the direct from field to the processing. But for the storage potatoes, the harvest is basically just beginning this week. About 5 to 10% of the crop may have been harvested. Bisht says early yields have been about average. He notes there's been plenty of moisture as of late, adding the cooler temperatures will benefit the potato harvest. Statistics Canada released its August crop production estimate today. Neil Townsend is chief market analyst with FarmLink. I think the one that uh, will catch some headlines will be the uh, canola was dropped by another 400,000 tons. So we're just over 19 million at 19.1. The wheat crop got a little bit bigger and uh, the derm crop got a little bit smaller. But the derm crop, uh, you know, still isn't anywhere near the uh, situation that sort of what what would have been implied from the Saskatchewan government numbers that came out last week. And the federal conservative egg critic John Barlow backed Pierre Poiliev for the leadership of the federal Conservatives right from the start. So as you'd expect, he was pleased with the results of Saturday's vote. He doesn't believe Poiliev's win will lead to a split in the party. The energy was was just incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I think the leadership is over. Uh, now we all understand that uh, we have one common goal, and that is uh, um, to stand up for, for Canadian taxpayers and win government. And we're all ready to do that. He says Poiliev has a great grasp of the problems facing the West. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, September 14th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Neil Townsend with FarmLink will join us to talk about the latest Stats Canada crop production report. Statistics Canada released its August crop production estimate today. Neil Townsend is Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink. I think the one that uh, will catch some headlines will be the uh, canola was dropped uh, by another 400,000 tons. So we're just over 19 million at 19.1. The wheat crop got a little bit bigger and uh, the derm crop got a little bit smaller. But the derm crop, 
you know, still isn't anywhere near the uh, situation that sort of what, w- what would have been implied from the Saskatchewan government numbers that came out last week. And, and these numbers here, is it just a matter of, you know, um, harvest, there's a little bit of solid harvest data or? Oh, I don't think this really involves any significant harvest data. They, you know, the second paragraph of the report sort of talks about the, this being the satellite-based imagery model. And this is sort of, I think, they, they call this one the August report. So I'm guessing that it's, you know, some somewhat like August 31st or something like that. Now, of course, some harvest has taken place. I mean, I you think that would be in their model, but it's not really explained. It's just based on, uh, you know, a satellite and it replaced something. I think they used to do maybe a survey, but they don't do the survey anymore. We're um, expecting uh, more soybeans here uh, as well. Yes. Uh, the soybean number, uh, you know, went up a little bit from last last week and, uh, you know, that, that, you know, there is some more now, again, that would be like an all soybean number, including Ontario, not just Manitoba, but, you know, I think prospects are, are relatively okay in Manitoba. Um, and, you know, certainly the weather, you know, um, in Southern Ontario turned out to be, you know, relatively good for uh, corn and soybeans. And we've seen both those numbers kind of creeping up for Ontario. And, you know, the numbers in the report today, is it pretty much what you were expecting? Pretty much what we were expecting. I mean, uh, you know, like, you know, wheat crops, when they're good, they tend to get bigger. And that's sort of what we've seen. Now, again, I'm not talking about any particular farmer. And, you know, uh, the other crops that, like, you know, oil seeds and pulses, you know, the anecdotal reports from our clients and other people out there is that, you know, uh, sort of hit or miss on the on the yield. Like I'd say generally canola has sort of been a disappointing one this year. So to see a smaller number is in line with maybe what we expected. Um, you know, one thing we'll have to delve into the numbers a little bit more is just to see if this is, you know, changing any acreages or anything like that, or if it's just strictly sort of like the adjustments that are happening here are based on sort of, you know, the NDVI index or, you know, how a crop looks and that kind of stuff. And, um, but anyways, I think the numbers are generally in line with what we expected. What you've been hearing, how is the harvest progressing, uh, you know, on the prairies? Yeah, I mean, I think the harvest is pretty good. It's been, you know, fairly, um, Fairly, like the weather window is open. I mean, people can get in there and get, get you know, do what they want for the most part. Um, and again, I'd say that the big storyline that we've been hearing is just, you know, now as people get more and more into canola is just like the anecdotal evidence is like, you know, canola is just a little bit disappointing. And in some cases, you know, pretty disappointing, right? And then there are a little bit of concerns generally. I mean, not everybody, but a little bit of concern about sort of potential, uh, you know, um, disease or putting crops into the bin that maybe, you know, don't look as good as, you know, you you might want. But that's not a big thing, but it's definitely something we're hearing as well. All right. Anything else catch your eye in the report here today? The only other thing I'd like to stress is just that, you know, one of the keys going forward now would be, um, you know, sort of uh, like, like Canada needs to see good numbers on the export side for most of these commodities to really tighten the fundamentals and give us a, you know, a firmer sort of uh, trajectory upwards in terms of local price. That was Neil Townsend, Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink, talking about the crop production report released by Statistics Canada today. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. 
Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Wildlife Federation is hosting a webinar entitled Wild Cultivation Traditional Plant Management Systems of Northwestern North America. That'll take place September 27th. You can register on the Canadian Wildlife Federation website. And Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting its fifth annual Regenerative Agriculture Conference, November 14th and 15th in Brandon. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal. As farmers rush to get their crops off the field before cold weather sets in, there is optimism that this will be a good year for producers. Louis Corsell with Dale Air Services near Morris chatted with reporter Judy Peters. Louis, let's talk a little bit about what this year has been like in agriculture. What have you been seeing and hearing? So by and large, uh, the crops are looking pretty good. Uh, I'd say average to above average in a lot of our area here. Um, Prices are also quite good. So overall, producers, I think, are going to do quite well this year. So one thing we should probably talk about that we don't often hear about is uh, like farmers are... um, the prices are good, crop is good, but the inputs have never been higher also. Uh, basically, the price of their fertilizer and seed and crop inputs and all that is is never been higher also. So taking on a lot more risk. Hopefully, they get a reward for it. I was looking at some of the stats, and according to Stats Canada in 2020, farmers spend 83 cents of every dollar they earn to, to grow the crop. So just kind of reflects or, or what... Uh, what the inputs have done over the years compared to how it used to be traditional farming. So more risk and uh, hopefully they get a bit more reward and they share it with everybody and spend the money and make the world go around, especially in Manitoba, yeah. pretty big part of our economy. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and when you take a look at what, what everybody went through last year with having little to no rain for much of the growing season, that was that was quite a challenge. And then this year, it was so wet to start the year. You know, it, it's in Manitoba here, we're very fortunate. We have very good soil. And last year, we had a lot of moisture in the soil from the year before. So it, it still grew a decent crop. And this year, we were so dry from last year that all that water, the, the soil seemed to take up a lot of that water as well so it, you know it, it kind of insulated the growers a lot so overall it's surprising how good the crop is considering the challenges we've seen and it's a testament to the quality of the soil we have in the Red River Valley we have some of the we're, we're fortunate to have some of the best soils uh, anywhere so yeah absolutely and uh, if we take a look at uh, where we are at right now in the middle of September, starting to uh, get crops off the fields. Uh, some crops have already been taken off. Uh, looking at what the forecast is, we've got rain coming up. What does all of that look like then for farmers? Are they are they in a panic in trying to get crops off before the rain? Yeah, there's always a sense of urgency in, in the fall time. No doubt about it. It doesn't matter what the crop is worth and how big it is if you, if you can't get it in the bin. If... Uh, if through some bad luck, uh, bad weather, the, the crop ends up staying out there, you always lose an awful lot. So yeah, definitely there's an urgency. Having said that, you know, the today's equipment and uh, and the weather we've been having, like the, the guys are going, they're going hard and they're getting a lot of it in. And some of the later, some of the oils or the um, soybeans or the corn, they won't be affected as much by the cold weather. They, 
you know they don't want uh, they don't like snow but they can handle the cold and uh, I think the crop has come a long way it's turning very fast now the days are getting shorter so soybeans in particular they're 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 starting to shut down so we're almost there that was Louis Corsell with Dale Air Services near Morris chatting with reporter Judy Peters Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. We saw some updated crop production numbers from Statistics Canada today. Neil Townsend is Chief Market Analyst with FarmLink. Pretty much what we were expecting. I mean, uh, you know, the wheat crops, when they're good, they tend to get bigger. And that's sort of what we've seen. Now, again, I'm not talking about any particular farmer. The other crops that, you know, oil seeds and pulses... You know, the anecdotal reports from our clients and other people out there is that, you know, uh, sort of hit or miss on the on the yield. Like I'd say generally canola has sort of been a disappointing one this year. So to see a smaller number is in line with maybe what we expected. A critic John Barlow was happy to see the results of the federal conservatives leadership vote won by Pierre Poiliev. The Alberta MP says by getting 68 percent of the vote, there was a little confusion about where the party wants to go. We had the most votes for Pierre in, in Canada, 4,200. Um, I think that certainly shows the, the kind of support uh, beer has in, in southwest Alberta. And, and certainly it's uh, encouraging to me as well that uh, the candidate that I was supporting and, and working hard to ensure he was elected, you know, my constituents uh, felt the same. Barlow doesn't expect to see any changes in his role as agriculture critic. And the cooler temperatures in the forecast will benefit Manitoba's potato crop. Vikram Bisht with Manitoba Agriculture says the storage potato harvest is getting underway this week. Yields have been uh, average. The varieties that are being harvested currently are the uh, rather earlier maturing varieties as compared to the long-duration Russet Burbank. And that one will take a few more days uh, to catch up to uh, the average crop. So delayed planting for majority of the Russell Burbank could bring down the average, but currently it is not bad. He notes some harvest did start last week for fresh market potatoes and direct from field to processing. Bish says the lack of late blight is very low because of the warm, dry conditions. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.